hey, super gluer. Welcome back to the Super Glue Podcast. We're here to get real, share a morning prayer, and gear up for a kick-ass day. So, hey, yesterday we talked about who you are, your identity, living authentically, showing up in spaces and being confident who you are, about who you are. And today we're going to talk about expanding that further and ask ourselves, how will I live? Who you are and how you will live has a lot to do with our levels of happiness and our ability to go out into this life and enjoy it and enjoy it with authenticity, without compromise and really feeling like we're able to give our best to the world each day. So I want to tell you about an experience I had with my dear friend, Beth, several months ago when she and a couple of girlfriends came to town, I actually picked her up from the airport and we had uh, several hours before other friends were getting in town. And so we wanted to go do something fun. And I, uh, (laughs) I looked around, we were actually in the Arlington area and, uh, I said, let me look around for something fun to do. Oh, and let me back up and say, actually, we were going to go to the Bible Museum. And if you haven't been there, I've been since this particular uh, story, but it's pretty fascinating, uh, definitely highly engaging experience to go there. Anyway, um, but on that day, that's where we're going to go. But the weather was terrible. And y'all know that I can't go out in the bad weather. I mean, I just can't do it. So anyway, I was looking for a last minute activity for us to do together. And I found a Groupon for this a paint place. You could paint and you could bring in your own wine and snacks and whatever. And I said, well, that, that sounds fun. We'll bring in some drinks and we'll just relax and we'll paint. Now, if you don't know um, me from a creative standpoint, I think that I've, I can engage in creative thinking for sure. I'm not, not putting myself down. I'm just telling you that when it comes to creativity in the aspect of art, Oh my goodness. No, no, it is. There's no, mm -mm, not happening. So why I thought painting would be a good idea. I don't know, but I guess I really didn't care. I just wanted to be with my friend. And so we went to this paint studio and we show up and it's, I swear y'all, it was like 7-Eleven. I mean, it was like a 7-Eleven, but some, you know, someone's local shop. And I was like, oh, um, we bought this Groupon online for paint. And I'm really confused because it really does look like 7-Eleven. And um, the lady was very nice. And she said, oh, yeah, back here, back here. And it's back in this, I swear, in this like closet. They had set up the paint studio, if you will. And so it was this table with, you know, an old tablecloth and basically some paint. And, you know, I could have gone to Dollar Tree and gotten the same canvas and paints or whatever. But I was like, whatever, let's just roll with it. So we, uh, you know, we get our snacks out and, oh, funny side note is they have like a bowl of nuts on the table. (laughs) And Beth and I look at each other, we are like, we are not eating this food because it really is like we're in a closet. It's kind of dusty and a little bit dirty, but you know, whatever. (laughs) So she's looking at me like, really? This is where you're going to bring me uh, when I come to town to visit you. But so we just go with it. And we're, we're having fun. And the lady's t- showing us how to paint and whatever. I, I don't know. I'm trying to learn and I'm terrible at it. And so that's fine. We're, we're just having a really, really good time. And um, I had parked in a meter and the time was getting close. We were actually really enjoying ourselves. It was taking us longer than we thought. So I said, hey, I'm going to run to switch out the meter, what you know, switch the car, put money in or whatever it was. All right. So I'm running and I come back and the lady has literally taken my picture 
And she redid the whole thing. She took the paints and she like painted over what I did because mine was really that bad. And I'm dying laughing. And so then she's talking to Beth and she's using my painting to demonstrate to Beth what to do, but she's literally painting over my painting. And now my painting looks absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it's beautiful. So I'm kind of looking at Beth. I come back from the moving the car and and I'm looking at Beth and she's looking at me and we're just laughing and whatever. And the lady's just having a good old time painting my picture, which I did not care at all. And so we we start getting in this conversation about how she got into painting and um, she started to open up a little bit about her life as she's painting. You could tell like painting for her was really a way of connecting and connection. And my God, who am I to take that away from her? Because my painting was terrible. So long story short, she proceeds to tell her, tell us how her daughter died in a car crash. Daughter was very young. I want to say her early twenties. She was living in North Carolina at the time. And, um, and someone hit her and she died instantly. And so the woman starts telling us how painting has really saved her life. And then I'm like, oh my God, thank goodness. You know, I really went with it. Could you imagine? I would be so embarrassed if I got upset that she was painting my picture, you know, whatever. Cause it was so for her, it's like she picks up the paints and it's so healing. And I was so grateful to be there. And so we have this beautiful conversation about healing and how in the world has she been able to heal from this? And she really talked to us about how painting um, was something that she always did. She was always an artist. And then when her daughter died, she just stopped everything and she felt like she could never live again. And, you know, what a tragic loss. And um, long story short, a family friend brought over a lot of paints and canvases and she felt her daughter speaking to her. She had a couple of experiences that she told us about that she was like, I am positive. It, you know, my daughter was speaking to me and one of them, her daughter was telling her to paint. And she, um, she told us all about like connecting with her daughter after her daughter passed away. And, and it was just beautiful. It was really, really just beautiful. And of course, we're, Beth and I are crying and, you know, we're asking her questions and we're thanking her for telling us this. And, you know, one of the things that she said at the end is, be really mindful of how you live. And I feel like it's going to make me choke up because she said, what my daughter has taught me is that how you live is also how you die. And I was really intrigued by what she said. So she was like, you know, if you live a life of joy and gratitude, then when you die, you're in that state of joy and gratitude. And she said, I could feel my daughter's presence in the same way that my daughter had lived her life. And that didn't change, you know, and she she talked about several experiences of connecting with her daughter, which, you know, whatever your beliefs are, I have to say this woman, uh, there's no way that, you know, she misspoke about what experience she was having about her daughter, right? That is such a personal experience that I could never relate to. And in and, and the way that she described what was happening and the, in, in the connection, and it was just absolutely beautiful. But I loved what she said how you live is how you will die, meaning that it is so important to be careful and mindful and intentional about how we live every day. And I thought, oh my gosh, that is in some ways so freeing because it allows me to invite into my life the things that I really value and to not feel guilty about enjoying life because essentially she was making that connection back to to death in the afterlife. And 
Uh, my dear friend Kim is turning. Well, maybe I shouldn't tell you all she's turning. What if you know her? No, I think she's actually really public about it. That's right. She's doing a fundraiser. All right. So my dear friend Kim, if you know her, she is turning 50 next week. Oh my gosh. Crazy um, how time has gone by because we've been talking about this birthday for a little while. Or, you know, I think as women, when we're getting to that age, we, you know, it's noticeable for us, right? And so she's been thinking a lot about how she wants to live. And um, in a recent text, you know, conversation, we were talking about it. And she said, you know, my priorities are to have more fun and uh, to focus on my faith and fitness. And then we were laughing. She was like, it's all the F's of my life, (laughs) the F's in my life, the fun, the faith and the fitness. But I think that's so true. And how we live is so important for every aspect of our lives. And I learned that from that woman that day. And I feel like it's so important to to be really clear in, in who you are, who you are, and then how you will live, right? And when we do that and we write it down and we're really clear and intentional, then we live our best life imaginable. Imaginable. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. You see, Superglorious, we are supposed to be living our best lives. We are supposed to have fun and enjoy life and know that God has plans for us that are good. They are not plans to harm us. Will harm come? Yes, my God, yes, because we inevitably will have suffering in this life. And I don't believe that this life is the end. So we are going to inevitably have suffering. But that doesn't mean that every moment of every day, of every second, of every circumstance has to have suffering in order for it to be life. We truly can have a life in which we focus more on fun and faith and fitness or whatever your F's are, (laughs) whatever your favorites are. And that that's part of God's plan for us as well. And that when suffering comes and bad things happen to us, that God is there to lift us up. He doesn't cause the harm or uh, provide evil in our lives, but he is there as a parachute to lift us up as we're, we're dealing with those things. And so it was just such a beautiful experience to meet this woman and hear about her faith and to hear about how uh, connected she felt to her daughter and how painting really was a way of healing and hope for her. And I hope for you, Super Gluer, you will think about your identity first, and then you will think clearly about how you will live and live that best life every day. And on that, Super Glorious, let's get ready for a morning prayer. Father God, thank you so much for giving us a sense of hope every day that we wake up. And for Super Glorious that are struggling with hope, Lord, restore that hope within them. Give them the hope to know that you have plans and your plans are for good. Your plans are always for good. Even when harm is around us and we see evil and we see tragedy or we're faced with difficult circumstances, that you are always the champion of good. You are always the champion of love. You are the parachute lifting us up when difficulties come. Lord, we know that you have a plan for us and that you ask us to intentionally consider how we are living, who we are and how we are living will help us to be in communion with you and live our best lives. We ask for special blessings over every supergluer who feels lost, unsure, and afraid that they will come to know you, Lord, and feel the grace 
and gifts that come from a relationship with you. I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Super Glower, get out there and have a kick-ass day. Bye.